They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Hunter. Good afternoon and welcome to the Chai Kids show for Kids Bar Kids. Thank you so much for tuning on 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Hunter and I'm 10 years old and I'll be hosting for you today. Coming up on Chai Kids today, I will be interviewing Brian Schmidt, seven times undefeated world prep professional dance champion and dance instructor and Jason Moorman and his dance director and they are from Dance Lot Ballroom and Latin American Dance Studios. Also in the show I have a riddle to challenge your mind, a tongue twister to challenge your tongue and also at the and at the end of the show listen out for Montgomery Jones in the search for the last world of fantasy stories and audiobooks. They're really interesting and super amazing. You can get the full stories on Mr. on the Mr. Productions YouTube channel on YouTube or on the website www.mrproductions.com. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this kids show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at run rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. Also, you can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a jam-packed show on Chai Kids today. Chai Kids. For kids. By kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is... Hunter. This is Chai Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Hunter and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Brian Schmidt, seven times undefeated professional dance champion and dance instructor Jason Moorman, today's riddle is a man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella or hat didn't get a single hair on his head wet. Why? I repeat, a man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella without an umbrella or hat didn't get a single hair on his head wet. Why? If you know the answer, please send an SMS with the answer on 34519 or 061-895-1019. I have Brian Schmidt and Jason Moorman with me in the studio today. So if you have any questions for them, you can send them on 34519 or Telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Brian and Jason. Good afternoon. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Good, thanks. What does a Latin dancer do? A Latin dancer, a Latin American is a style of dancing because we also have ballroom and Latin American. Latin American are dancers from South America and from Cuba. That's a different style of dancing, um, more Latino. What is ballroom dancing? Now, ballroom dancing is different. Uh, it's more disciplined. It is more formal, much like the ballet discipline. And uh, we dance that in closed hold, not far away from each other, whereas in the Latin American, you dance away from each other. In the ballroom dancing, we dance close to each other. And uh, as I say, it's more disciplined. How old were you when you started dancing? I was in my 20s. I started quite late. How does somebody, how does someone become a professional dancer? Uh, by starting off as a beginner dancer, first of all, of course, yes. 
um, and then dancing um, competitions or medal tests, going through the, rank, the ranks and uh, working your way up to, to be a professional dancer. Once you have completed an amateur status or danced as an amateur, you dance several competitions until one day when you turn professional, <clears throat> you actually earn money for teaching and for dancing. What was your first job? Dancing. <laughs> I was first in the Navy. I did naval training. And when I came out of my naval training, I uh, always loved music and dancing. And my parents used to also dance. <clears throat> so I basically then just followed them as well and started dancing. What do you love about dancing? With, with dancing, you have a, um, you keep fit. So it's a very nice way of relaxing and, um, it's also nice to, to enjoy it with your friends. Also, you, you do lots of competitions. So you also, uh, always get to, to be around your friends. Um, yes, uh, lots of fun. Do you have to use special dancing shoes? Yes, uh, we do have, sp um, our own, um, unique dance shoes. When we do our ballroom dancing, it's, it's more of a formal shoe, which is flat. And for, for Latin, we have a little bit of a heel when we dance our Latin American dancing. And that's, that apply to, to the girls as well. They will need their own, um, specific shoe for dancing. Are there different types of ballroom dancing? Yes, there are. Um, we have in the ballroom the waltz, the tango, the foxtrot, the quickstep, and the Viennese waltz. In the Latin American, we have the samba, the cha-cha, the romba, the mambo, the pasodoble, the boogie, and the jive. Can you wear anything when you dance? Jason? Um Yes, you, you can. When you, when we dance, we do normally wear anything that's comfortable. Again, depending on your, um, level of dancing, the more professional, the more, um, higher grade of dancing you do, you will need or require more specific dance wear, seeing that, um, there are specific, uh, things that we are looking for when having a lesson or when doing a dance lesson. We need to be able to see your posture, your feet, um, um, yes. Is there another name for a ballroom dancer? Not really, no. Ballroom is ballroom and Latin American is Latin American. I wouldn't say so. We, we all are under one umbrella, so all forms of dancing, basically. But ballroom and Latin American, I wouldn't use another name, no. I wouldn't say so. Is it hard being a dancer? No, I don't think so. If you love dancing and you have the passion and you practice uh, a lot, that's very important, the practices are very important, then um, no, not at all. I would say that uh, it's not hard. It's tough work. They say it's blood, sweat and tears. You have to work very hard and practice many hours and be very disciplined. So that's probably the most important thing. Yes, um, adding on to what Brian said, um, it is not hard work if you do enjoy your dancing, but however, it is um, a lot of hours that we put in. When we dance on a professional level, your training hours can be up to eight hours a day, five days a week, and um, that's going to be a continued um, cycle for many years. What is the best part of what you do? 
Best part of uh, what we do, I would say, when when you are dancing a competition and your hard work pays off, that's always great. Um, and also, when when we're talking about the dance studio training for um, the profession or training new students or beginners, it's always very rewarding to see how people grow in the studio and how they are achieving their goals. That is definitely very interesting. On that note, let's take a quick song break and we will be back soon. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Hunter. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Hunter and you are still listening to the Chai Kids show on 101.9 Chai FM. Before we carry on with our interview with Brian Schmidt, seven times undefeated professional jet dance champion and dance instructor Jason Moorman, our tongue twister for today is If a dog chews shoes... Whose shoes does he choose? I repeat, if a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? A bit later you can call me on 010-140-3020 to see if you can say faster than me. I've Brian Schmidt and Jason Moorman in the studio with me. If you have any questions for them, you can call, send me an SMS to 34519 or telegram to 0618951019. Now let us carry on with our questions. Do you own a lot of dancing outfits? Yes, yes we do. Um, Normally when we do our competitions at the uh, professional level again, um, we do have quite a lot of different um, outfits that we wear and also for for the boys and for the girls so that we always match. what what our partner is wearing, Brian? Yes, and uh, having said that, we have different dress codes, um, okay, attire. So the ballroom dancers uh, first of all start wearing waistcoats at an early stage in ballroom, and eventually they can wear tails, tail suits, tail coats. Uh, the Latin dancers uh, same, but they don't wear tails. Obviously, they wear um, a, a very nice top shirt or a sweater type of thing. Uh, vest or something of that nature with high fitted pants uh, which again uh, is very important for when we're judging or looking at dancers so there is a distinct difference between the ballroom uh, clothing and the Latin American clothing Have you won any dancing competitions? Yes, I've run many um, very successfully, a lot of very successful competitions, such as in South Africa, the Grand Prix Dance Championships and the Prix de Elegance, just to name a few. But we do run uh, huge competitions, small and big, small and big, in the country, all over the country, the different cities. Where do you put your certificates, medals and trophies? Jay, you can answer that one. Um so, normally, um, so I'm just answering for myself and um, also um, seeing uh, the collection that, that Brian and his dance partner, Meryl Schmidt, um, that they've won. Um, after many, many years, uh, they are, I think, I don't know, Brian, you you can't count them anymore. <laughs> um, you, you keep up some of the, the very nice ones. Um, you display them around your house and... A lot of them, uh, some of them are at the dance studios and also some are back to Wayne storage. 
Is there an age limit for stating? I mean, starting, competing, and being too old? Um, no, we we never say you're either too too young or too old to dance.、Um, it all depends on you as a person. We have a、uh, students as young as four years old in the studio, and our oldest studio in the dance studio just turned eighty-one years old last year. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we have a, there's no age limit. Okay,、uh, dancing keeps you young. And、uh, therefore, people who love dancing can dance till a very, very old age, and keeps them fit. What should people not do in a dancing competition? What they shouldn't do. Okay.、Um, well,、um, they, they should not. First of all, not go out of time in their dance step, in their dance so、uh, the music that they've been dancing to.、Um, And also, they need to adhere to the dress code, as laid down by the organisers. So they must stick to the dress code. If it's whatever, what, whatever dance they're dancing, whether it's ballroom or Latin American, they must be disciplined. They're not allowed to speak to each other. They're not allowed to make mistakes. Mistakes are a bad thing. They need to not go out of time with the music, and、uh, and they need to be most important is to be disciplined. And as I say, not to speak to their partners while they're dancing. Adding adding to that,、um, things that you need to do while at the dance competition, I would say it's always very important to be well prepared before attending a dance competition.、Um, dancing also learns or teaches you to respect your dance partner and the people that you are competing against. So it's always very important to display good manners on a dance floor. Always have respect and.、Um, Have fun, and it's all about the、uh, sportsmanship on the day. What do you guys do for fun? Brian, you can go first. <laughs> Good question. Well, you know, when you dance a lot and you teach a lot, you don't have many hobbies. But basically,、uh, probably listening to music,、uh, spending a lot of time outdoors because we're always indoors when you're in the dance studio. Okay. So basically, not much more, and not, and not much, unfortunately, because you have to be very careful.、Um, as far as sport is concerned, there's certain things that I used to do. I used to be a horseman. I used to ride horse and do show jumping and dressage. And when I turn professional, <clears throat> no insurance company will insure you because of your legs. So therefore, all the things that you like to do, like cycling, which I used to love to do, or、um, things like that, skating, ice skating. And horse riding had to stop because your legs come first. Because if without your legs or good feet or legs, you can't dance. So therefore,、uh, you have to give all of that up and stick to what you're doing. And that's one of the sad things about turning professional, being a professional dancer. Your your dancing would come first because that's your living and your earning. Yes. Has Latin dancing changed over the years?、Uh, yes, just like any other sport.、Uh, Every single year, the the dancing is、um, new, more modern. From from the first days、um, or the year when when Brian started competing up until now in 2022, the styles in ballroom and Latin American、um, changed quite a lot. We are still doing very much、um, the same type of footwork and discipline. But there, there, there are much bigger lines. It's some of the dances are much faster. It's much more athletic、um, 
people are really moving more and um, I would say it's becoming a much more competitive sport than it used to be. How has ballroom dancing and competitions changed over the past few years? Yes, as Jason just said, uh, it's moved with the times and um, in, in recent years dancing has also become a sport, especially in Eastern Europe. Um, which is very athletic but still cosmetic, okay? It's athletic but cosmetic. And so, yes, it has. Uh, as Jason just earlier said, uh, tempos and things like that have changed somewhat. Um, the, the visual situation, watching a couple, has become much bigger, um, much more powerful. Um, we also have... Um, sort of that visually look-wise in the ballroom has become very three-dimensional, whereas in the older days it started being two-dimensional, meaning the couple would be very much close to each other in a sort of two-dimensional uh, look visually. But now it's become three-dimensional, um, which which is bigger because it's a sport, okay? And, of course, the Latin American, the same with the Latin American dancers, um, the music is the same, but we try to move with the with the with the fashion with the trends. So a lot of your um, strict tempo dancing, you'll have some of your latest music being played, so that it it is very nice for the younger dancers to to be able to relate to the music, and also the audience, the spectators that come to the competitions. It's also nice for them to hear um, current music which they can adhere to or they can recognise. How do you know what music to dance to? When when we listen to music, um, we, we we talk about time signature. We also have a tempo and accented beat. So when we talk um, about what's the correct music to dance to, when we dance our ballroom, we have waltz, which we count in one, two, three. So your your time signature would be a three over four. It just it just depends on. When we dance professional competitions or at the studio, we will have our own music, which would be created for specific, specifically for dancing. But there are a lot of songs that you can hear, listen to on radio or on streaming platforms, and you can also dance to the same beat. Yes, the music is important, um, and um, we are actually members of the World Dance Council. All our teachers are qualified through the... Uh, IDTA, which is the International Dance Teachers Association in England. Um, so the the mother body lays down uh, rules and regulations where the dancing, the tempos have to be the same. So in other words, uh, we always have a chairman of adjudicators at a competition. If it's felt that the music is too fast or too slow, they're not sticking to what Jason just said, the correct timing, uh, rhythm, etc., then uh, the, the, the adjudicator would say, or the chairman of the adjudicators would say, I'd like you to please change this music, because it's very obvious that people have been practicing to a certain type of tempo, and if they go to a competition and they start playing music too fast or too slow, it's not fair on the competitor. So there is a discipline involved where, whereby we're very strict on the tempo and the timing of the music. How do you choose your dance steps? So choosing dance steps, um, when when we are working on your routine or when we are working with you and your partner in the dance studio, we normally take the, the qualities 
of of the partnership so if if the girl enjoys spinning or she's very good with her spot turns or the boy is very good he's got a good posture he's very tall moves a lot we really try and work with that trying to make the couple look the best they can um when you start as a beginner there are certain um, routines or figures that you need to follow and the higher you go up with your dance competitions the more steps you are able to dance yes that's quite correct do you do you dance locally or have you danced overseas yes i've competed many many times overseas all over the world um i was very fortunate to have been undefeated south african champion for many many years and when i went abroad to dance and to have lessons in europe with with different coaches legends and great teachers um i had the opportunity of traveling and representing south africa in the world championships for quite a few years several years actually and so yes i've had the opportunity which is fantastic like in any sport um when you go abroad you are uh, competing against and with other people from other countries and that is also great experience and um also very quick your dancing will improve because you're only as good as your opposition so that's why yes it's, it was very great it was great fun and answering your question yes i have danced overseas several times um yes on same i've been doing dancing in south africa and also have been dancing in uh central europe Are there a lot of people who do ballroom dancing? Yes, um ballroom ballroom dancing is a very big sport in South Africa. It's been um the numbers have been increasing in the last 10 years. Um again, if we compare South Africa to to Europe, um uh, we are slowly but surely picking up to to the numbers in back a few years ago we had much uh, bigger dance competitions and then um slowly started declining but numbers are now picking up again and there are a lot of competitors on the dance floor at dance competitions do latin dancers only do one type of dancing no they do uh they can do different types of latin dancing as i mentioned earlier there are quite a few different latin dancers however internationally you only allowed to dance certain dances such as samba rumba chacha jive and uh, pasodoble those are the five dances so we have to stick to that but we also have in the world and in south africa social dance studios you have social dance studios where they teach just on a small social basis where the uh, students are not compelled to do uh, exams or top exams or uh stick to the international syllabus which we stick to so therefore um you know they 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 are allowed to do that in our studio which is an international dance studio and as i said earlier part of the world dance council and the international dance teachers association we stick to the syllabi that is laid down by the mother body if you guys choose another kind of career what would it have been <laughs> a difficult one <laughs> i actually uh, believe it or not when i first started i was at university for a year i wanted to be a lawyer but it didn't work out that way the the dancing took over my my love for the dancing my passion but uh, my other love and my other passion is for interior design 
So probably that would have been a, a good second choice other than the ballroom and Latin American dancing. Very, very similar. I studied law and um, um, while I was working and competing, I decided to, to join um, um, with up with Brian um, running the franchise dance studios and also to um, continue my dancing career. Who has inspired you guys in your life? Well, there's such there, there's so many fantastic dancers out there, you know, uh, whether it be ballet or ballroom or, or Latin or any other form of dancing. It's the great legends, really, and the great masters. Those are the people that have inspired us, and there are too many to mention. There, there's so many. There's, for instance, one of the greatest, probably I think our idol, most dancers will tell you, was, the, was Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire has now passed away was a great legend and a master. So people, um, even the top ballet dancers in Russia, it was quite strange if you ask them, who was your, you know, your legend, who did you, your idol? Most of them would always say, even although he, Fred Astaire was not a ballet dancer, he was also more ballroom and Latin uh, and uh, American smooth d- dancing, um, would say the great Fred Astaire. And uh, he was probably the greatest dancer especially in terms, terms of ballroom and Latin in the world? My my idol or um, uh, the person who inspired me um, when while I was still in high school, I saw Tabojo uh, Khabokwe from South Africa dancing on Strictly Come Dancing. And um, that was the first time that I saw ballroom and Latin American dancing. And ever since then, I've been uh, in uh, very interested in the dancing and I'm Still very um, happy or fortunate to be able to meet uh, Tabojo and also have been working with her in the past. What would you guys like to be known for? What would we be like to be known for? <laughs> I would say good dancers, you know, good teachers, uh, basically friendly, very friendly people. And um, yes, doing a good job teaching people how to dance. That That is things that I love most. Yes, um, that's true. We've been, uh, um, I've been uh, involved in a lot of um, uh, projects with, with the dance studio. We've been um, trying to get more uh, dance teachers. We also started a program with, with a lady in Johannesburg where we are um, trying to keep kids off the street so we providing free training and dancing so we've been involved with a lot of uh, projects and um, I think that is one of the great points of uh, being able to to teach or to give back to somebody yes I would second that Uh, Jason's done a wonderful job with people who are less fortunate and uh, we have always sponsored uh, children coming into the studio who don't have the means financially etc where we take them, as Jason said, try to get them off the streets because they don't have the opportunity uh, and teaching them how to dance. So we used to have people come being brought to us by taxi or whatever to the studio where Jason would have, would be work with the kids and the children. And um, that is so rewarding and so wonderful to see these little faces lighten up uh, being taught how to dance. So, so that is a great joy. In other words, to give back. We believe we always want to give back, and I noticed uh, Jason mentioned now to Boho, 
who's a great colleague of mine. I always, we've been around, we judge together, we've been together, say, with Jason in many, many competitions. And uh, she's also an idol. And it's also great to work with somebody like that. It was so hap- I'm so happy to hear that Jason was also inspired by her because she's also a wonderful lady. I've learned a lot about dancing today. On that note, let's take a quick song break, and after the song, I'll count how many times you guys can say the tongue twist in 10 seconds. You can call now on on one on 010-140-3020. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Hunter. This is Chai Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Hunter and I'm 10 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 010-140-3020 and I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. I'll start. Are you ready? 3, 2, 1. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? I did it four times. Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? If not, let's do it with Brian. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Good job. You did it four times. Jason, do you want to go? Yes, let's let's go. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Good job. You did it four times. On that note, let's go for a quick song break. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is... Hunter. This is Chai Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Hunter and I'm 10 years old. Now let's wrap up the riddle. Remember, it was a man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella or hat didn't get a single hair wet on his head. Why? The first correct answer is from Gedalia Kievman. And it was... He was bold. Well done to everyone who tried and thank you for playing. This has been Clark Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Hunter and I would like to say thank you to my guests Brian Schmidt and Jason Moorman for coming on Clark Kids to my producer Senna and Vussy for pushing the big red button. Remember to listen out for Montgomery Jones and the search for the lost world of fantasy stories and audiobooks right after the show. You can also get the full stories on the Mr. Productions YouTube channel on YouTube or on the website www.mrproductions.com. Join us tomorrow for another Car Kids show only on 101.9 High FM. Bye, kids. <laughs> <laughs>